welcome to Kickback with yours truly. Apologies for the delay in getting this one out to you, but I'm sure the guy sitting across from me will try and make it worth the while. Um, this is a guy in his second year in the league after leaving a college that brought you the likes of, to name but two, one Tiger Woods, one John McEnroe. Actually, no, let's name more than two. Former quarterback Andrew Luck. I think there's a Super Bowl winner in Richard Sherman. And off mic, he says that he's bigger than all of these guys put together. This is my teammate, MLS Rookie of the Year, and a good friend of mine, one Corey Baird. How are you doing, pal? Doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, man. Do you think you can back that intro? Yeah, I back that. You I think mean, you can, yeah? Some big names, but... You're the biggest. What, what have they done in soccer? Ooh. That's the question. Ooh, it's going to be one of those podcasts, is it? Okay. Okay, well, let me start from the important bit anyway. So, your college... It's a pretty big one in terms of the world. And then it also gave us you, yeah? Probably the proudest achievement. Yeah, so let's just for a second, forget about everybody else, and let's just talk about you and that college. Firstly, like, how did you even join there? How did that come about? So different than how you guys probably do it back home. Mm -hmm. For most Americans playing high school in soccer, your sophomore year, going to your junior year, you start. What age is that? Because you're uh, saying things which, like, anyone outside of America doesn't have a clue what you're doing. 15, talking 16 about. years old. Okay. You start, like, first calling some college coaches, seeing, like, who's interested in you, asking them to come see you at different showcase tournaments, mm -hmm. and try and get an interest in you as a player because there's, like, a decent amount of scholarship money going around. So you want to try and, like, get on that early. It helps you get into a better school. And so for most guys who are playing that aren't going professional, this is the route that they're going. Okay. It's not over like how it is in Europe where you're looking to go to the pros straight away. Okay. Um, so your school, you get, you get recruited there anyway. And your school, what are the biggest sports programs at your school, would you say? Uh, football, basketball, definitely. They're the big two. Those are the big two. Uh, so you guys three or you four or five or oh. six? We're we're behind a bunch of women's teams as well. Such even, as even the women's soccer team would get like thirty percent, forty percent more fans than us like every game. How many fans would you get? Uh, they'd probably fill out the stadium at like twenty five hundred. Really, a little over a thousand. Big games we get over two. Hey, listen, none of that matters because your team is very successful, was it not? Please, they, they were please. also pretty successful. <laughs> well, okay then. So you were just as successful. But tell me, tell the listeners, what exactly did you win? So all four years, we won the Pac-12, and then three of my four years, we won national championships, which are the only two trophies for us to win. Right, okay. So so you were pretty good then? Pretty good. So it was all down to you, or was it someone else on your team as well? Like 50% me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think what was really cool about our team is how like bought in everyone was and how everyone was very much working together for a common goal rather than individuals looking to do their own thing okay um so i know nothing about the whole college system but i'm surrounded by people now that did go to college like what is a day or like a season like for you like what would a normal day be for you during the season so probably the toughest time was during the winter when we have morning weights and afternoon trainings where a typical day you're waking up at six o'clock oh, locker room by six thirty. Oh, that's cute and then working out until 9. After 9, some guys are leaving a little early to make their 9 o'clock, 9.30 classes, going to class 
three classes that day, probably three hours, and then come afternoon, afternoon training at like three o'clock, train in the afternoon, get off at five, eat dinner, and then in the library, or most people were. And what did you study? I studied science, technology, and society. You finished it? I have not. I'm three classes away. Three classes away, three okay. Classes away. So when you're in that whole system, do you, is the education like a big part of it, or is it just like you're doing it, but the soccer's the main thing? So it was kind of interesting with the way our team progressed, because before I got there, when I would committed, the team was still ranked like 100th in the nation, just got a new coach, okay. and I was sold this promise of success later on when I got there. Okay. And I was thinking it'd be cool to be a part of that project, and it would be easier to get playing time as a freshman if it wasn't already some powerhouse established school. Uh-huh. And so... The guys in my class was a kind of a mix between guys that were really focused on soccer and guys that are, all right, I'm going to school for the school mm-hmm. and I like soccer. Mm-hmm. As a part, as opposed to two years before me, I actually just got uh, dinner with one of my buddies who was in town a couple of days ago, and he said like, yeah, when I went there, it was like, all right, I'm going there for the school and soccer is just cool. Right. And ended up getting drafted by the Quakes and had a chance to play with them. And they offered him a USL. Feel deal. free to give your friend a shout out. Ty Thompson. Okay. I love you. <laughs> okay. Not that much of a shout out. Uh, for sure, guy, whatever. Um That's 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 so interesting. Like I'm, I appreciate you coming on the show to talk about things like this because I generally don't have a clue. And a lot of people back home I know they also don't have a clue. It's the norm over here, but it's just so different. Like to hear that maybe not everybody in that team was had the dream of turning pro. Like how many people would you say wanted to turn professional? I'd say towards the end, probably like half, but there was guys that, even someone in my class who was offered a spot at the MLS Combine, who ended up just being like, ah, no, I'm just going to go work up in SF and start my regular day life. That's crazy, man. That's, I that's I could I could have never done that. I was, you I was all about it. I'm trying to play as long as I can, and when it's time to hang them up, it's time to hang them up. Okay, so you, you did your years there, you did your time, got your trophies, built your name, then it was graduation or theoretical graduation to the pro league. So how did you end up here in uh, Salt Lake? So my senior high school, I ended up going over to Real Salt Lake's Academy back when it was in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, big influence on that was actually Justin Glad, okay. a teammate of ours. Uh, he was my roommate before uh, when I was living in Florida for uh, national team residency program. Okay, And so I thought... In San Diego, I wasn't going to be getting the training I needed. I thought it would be better to get into an MLS environment. And because of that year there, I was tied to ourselves, a homegrown. Right. So they had first right to sign me. Okay. And that was at 22, 21? I was at 21, turned 22 like a month later. Okay. So let me get into some stuff for you. 22 to make Youngster. your debut. Youngster. A youngster. <laughs> youngster. Let me let me put it into perspective of people that like don't really know. Like you might know this. So at twenty two, you make your debut, you're twenty three now, twenty four in January or whatever. There are two players, significant players back in England, who are the same age as you. So how many games have you played first? A little over sixty, I think. Sixty six, bong. There you go. Um <laughs> Listen, like Google's a great thing, you know. Oh, that's great. So Leroy Sané and Dele Alli are the same age as you. Leroy Sané to the point where he might be like two weeks younger. So you've played 66. Leroy Sané has played 191 club appearances and 21 caps for the German national team. Seems a lot, yeah? Yep. 
Deli Alley, who was a few months younger, has played 276 games and, th- and has had 37 caps for the national team. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Just serious question. What? what? Um, I feel like in the states where there hasn't historically been as much money in soccer, mm-hmm. it's a much safer route to go to school for a few years, get towards that degree, so that your plan B is a good plan B as opposed to if you turn pro at 16, 15, 17, and then by the time you're 23, that didn't end up working out. Would I, I get that, but for you personally now that you're in the mix, would you change, Would you ever want to change that? Would you have liked to have started earlier? Or you happy uh, with what you've done? I definitely would have liked to have started earlier. Um, throughout high school, I thought hey, I might not even go to college. Really going to jump in like that? Well, I, that that was my mindset at the time. I was like, I want to be a professional. That's like my goal. Okay. And I thought at the time, with my big ego, <laughs> I was there. And so okay. after I realized that wasn't really going to happen, went to school for a year. Arsenal had offered me a contract that wasn't exactly what I'd liked. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed there, and it was just kind of like, a, I, am I going to get an offer it's going to be good enough for me to leave school. Am I going to be playing well enough here to leave school? Mm-hmm. And didn't end up coming until after my senior year. Okay. Let's forget all that anyway, even though you, you know, you're 250 games behind Deli Alley or whatever, and you say, oh, he's younger. Let's just talk about MLS career for now. What, um, in the year, well, it's basically two years now. What would you say your best and worst moments have been so far? Best and worst moments. I'm thinking, I think my best moment was probably uh, our away game against Orlando last year. We ended up losing 3-1, but scored a goal then and had like a few other chances I really should have buried. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gave me a lot of confidence where the first couple games I was playing, oh, I got a goal, I got an assist, but like I didn't feel confident. Like I was really playing that well. I was just kind of playing safe, doing the bare minimum. Working hard, just trying to do what the team needed rather than expressing myself and really playing with confidence. So what you're sort of saying, if we read in between the lines, is that you you were very much about the team back then, but now you're very selfish and it's all about you. it's all about me. Okay. (laughs) That says a lot. Speaking of which, I I, I asked you that question in the wrong place, really, because what I really wanted to ask was when you actually came into the first team, what were your expectations? My expectation was pretty much play for Monarchs the entire year and hope to get up to like five appearances for the first team. Hope. And what do you think other people, what do you think the staff and other players' expectations of you were? I don't think they knew much about me at all and I don't think there was really any expectation. Nothing whatsoever. All right, this guy was in college. His team did well, but we'll see what he can do. Okay, so anyway, that year came, you smashed it, you got MLS Rookie of the Year, you scored a lot of goals, you were like an integral part of the whole process to the point where... In our last playoff game last season, you not playing was a, in my opinion, was a big miss, which is crazy considering that was your first year. Like that's the only compliment you're gonna get today. <laughs> but that, you know, that that changed a lot. So then you come into the second year. Oh, sorry, before the second year even started, you already been called up to the national team. I think you might have played some games, or was it at the start of this year? It was two games right before I got back for preseason with you okay. guys. So once you play those two games, then you come back for preseason. What are your expectations now? Now it was lock down that starting spot, uh, play more than I did the year before, more goals, more assists, become in less of a 
team guy player, on more the of team. a, more of a no, selfish guy. Less of a guy that's just on the team contributing and uh-huh. more of one of the guys that the team's really relying on. And again, what do you think other people's expectations of you were? I think after the year, uh, after my rookie season, I think they changed a lot. And I think it became where my rookie season, it was just like, all right, he's going to be a guy training with us. Hopefully he's good for training too. All right, he needs to be performing on the field. Yeah, which is interesting because this second year hasn't gone as well as the first year, is it? It has not. Why do you think that is? I've got my own ideas. I'll, I'll throw a few at you on on mic. All right. Um, I don't really know. I I feel like I've been doing a lot of the same things, and I don't want to say just the ball hasn't rolled my way a few times, but I think maybe for a few months I lost a little bit of that hunger where I was like getting called. I called in the first camp with the national team of the year, called in the second camp, and I got somewhat complacent there where – I was like, oh, everything's going my way. Mm-hmm. Ever since I got to the league, oh, my rookie season was so great. And then I started the next season, oh, I got called on the national team. Oh, I got called in again. Oh, I had an assist in one game. And I kind of thought everything's just falling into place and forgot a little bit about what I did the previous season. Well, how did you snap out of that? Um, I didn't end up making the roster for the Gold Cup. And I think that was a big wake-up moment where it was like, all right, you're not just going to like rest on your laurels and how well you've played. You're going to have to keep performing every week. Okay, well, here's my take anyway. Let's hear it. <clears throat> so obviously I only played with you for like two months at the end of last season before coming in this year. But I've seen new players come in. And people like yourself who are very talented and hardworking, you can have a very big impact at the start. But in time, that unknown factor starts to disappear. So say, for example, if you had someone who scored 30 goals in the first season and 30 goals in the second season, I'd weigh the second season as being a better season than the first because of the fact that they're not an unknown entity anymore. People Everyone know. in the league's seen them. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So the way that this game works, I believe that to be really successful, you have to continually improve year in, year out. And that's no surprise because that's linked to experience. In the same way people say you can't buy it, or whatever, if you think about it, even if you're the same player now, but you understand the game more, you're a better player than you were from before. And I think at times this year, it almost feels like you have you were working hard, but you weren't quite gaining or thinking about, you weren't, let me, let me not throw you under the bus here. Well, go for it. No, I can't do that. You know, you're, you're a teammate. I can't throw you on the bus before the season's finished. Um, yeah, you get the confidence up. Yeah. No, but you got, in the second half of the season, you got it. Like, I, from the start of the year, I was always harping on, like, get your shots, get your shots, get your shots. And it must have been annoying for me to keep saying it, but I was thinking that because no one is really that efficient when it comes to scoring goals. So if you're not having shots, you're not going to score. You know, you might have one shot again, but if you have the chance to take three shots, take three shots. Like, I'm not concerned. At the back, I, I like to see my attackers finish finish off moves, whether it's you know it's a shot and goal, whether it, you know whether it goes in, goes wide or whatever. But something has happened at the end. I hate seeing indecisive moments. Like if people, the more committed people are, the easier it is for me back there because you know what's going to happen. But as I say, I felt like you, you didn't use your past experiences to better your performances, and you were trying certain things which people had seen before, but. You know, just cause you have strengths and you can exploit them for like the rest of your career through understanding what other people's weaknesses are and how you can apply them to that. And as the season progressed, I think you have started to do that more, 
which is why he's finally scoring goals again. And you know, this is this is a great place to be. Like the word, have you ever heard the word kaizen before? No. I think it's a Japanese word. It stands for continuous improvement, and that's essentially how some of the people who are still at the top this day, that started 10, 15 years ago, it's not because they were so good back then and they kept it the same. Because you'll get found out in the end. But certain people never get found out because they're always getting better, even if they're getting slower. Their brain's getting quicker and stuff like this. So, yeah, that's my that's my little thing for whatever. As the season finishes, I'll bring you back on and I'll tell you the truth. But for now, that's all I'm going to give you. Appreciate you, that. You good with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. So, you talk to me about. Um, oh, well, we're going to talk football. So- Ugh, sorry, I nearly, I nearly said football. <laughs> sorry, we're going to talk soccer. Going to talk soccer because obviously the two Americans in the room, just in case people didn't know, there's Corey plus producer Ryan. So I need to speak the true language. But let's talk about MLS and we'll talk about outside MLS. So with the MLS for now, one thing that I've struggled to deal with this year, having played the full year, is that why is it that in a salary capped league that certain teams can be so much better than others? Why is that, in your opinion? Just owners' willingness to invest and... Invest would, in what though? Because as I say, there is technically a salary cap. And the that like the top guys that we bring that we're bringing into the league for the DPS, and just part of it's just the marketplace that you're in, where the bigger cities are going to end up having more people that can come to these games, mm-hmm. more fans that are reachable, like a New York or an LA. There's just so many more people living in these areas in close proximity to these that they can go to the games they can be around the team and I think that adds hype it adds revenue there Mm -hmm. and that helps them bring in some of these guys that with the DPs where that's not necessarily capped so you think spend a little more there so you think teams are basically defined by their DPs no so what are you saying then you keep talking about DPs so get to the point well I think DPs are big uh, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Just relax your shoulders. Just, Why are you getting so tight? I'm good. Just come on, talk, speak up. I think DPs are guys that really change games. And while there are teams in this league that have built teams on got not going out and just splashing the cash. Such as RSL. RSL, I think Sporting KC is a decent not so much this year with how they've done, but yeah. in years past, they're not splashing out on the biggest guys, but they're full 11 or just quality players that work together, have a system that they all know and they goes well together, similar to Red Bulls, yep. where they're not splashing big names for guys in Europe, bringing them over, transfer fees, but they're getting guys that fit the system that work well together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this, I had one more question about the MLS, but because you, you know, you, being kind of weird talking about the league we'll talk about a different league so you can get more comfortable again let's talk outside MLS for now yeah um, who are your favorite teams and players I'm a big Man United fan Boo. which is Boo. which is tough for today about an hour ago <laughs> what score did it finish was it nil now no no zero shots on target <laughs> wow you know that's a strong point away from home in the Europa League for the biggest team in the world we'll take it we played some youth guys so. yeah yeah like Rashford and stuff yeah 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 that's the one that's the one and wh- why do you support them so growing up I was just kind of a little bandwagon where I loved oh, Real difficult. Madrid I loved AC Milan oh, and then my, when my dad first started watching soccer, it was the year Man United won the treble. Was that 98, 99? 99. Okay. And so he bandwagoned on them. 
<laughs> and then after a while, just because my dad was always watching them, I started watching them more and more. And so I wanted to like the team my dad did eventually once mm-hmm. I just stopped liking whatever the best team in FIFA was. Okay. And that was probably around like 9 or 10. And then since then, I've just that's been my team and I've stuck with it. It's, you, you missed out by about 10 years. Oh, I did. You know what I mean? Um, who, obviously that's your team you support, but do you have a different favorite team? As much as I hate to admit it. Here we go. I absolutely love Blue this. love, blue love, blue <laughs> I love. absolutely love watching City fly. Oh, of course you do, my friend. Of course you do. And how about for players then? Who are your favorite players? Big Ronaldo fan. Cristiano. Cristiano. Just him? No one else? Um, him and then I'd probably say Thiago Alcantara. Really? Bayern, yeah. I wouldn't have had you down for that. Why not? Because you're just not a technical player. Yeah, but back in the day. Back in the day, what? Back in the day, against some no, 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 club no, no. teams. Don't, don't come on Ooh, here. Don't come saucy. on this. Don't come on this platform and start spreading lies. That's not lies. <laughs> who, who, who can validate this? This uh... academy guys, Jake Lad. He's never said that. He's never said that about you. Uh, he just says, "Run, Corey, run." Now, now that's all he <laughs> says. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorites. Uh, so obviously I'm a big Man City fan. It just so happens that they're the best team to watch in the moment, which is obviously brilliant fun. Brilliant, brilliant fun. And as for favourite players, poor. I don't. Last season, I'll talk about last season because I'm not really sure this year. I'd say Fernandinho for Man City. Fernandinho, mm. why? Just because, like, it's really obvious to like the certain people like Agueros and so on because they are terrific players. Mm. But there's certain players where if they don't play, everything goes wrong. Obviously, with Aguero, if he doesn't play, they might not score goals. If Silva doesn't play or De Bruyne, they might not get as many like chances. But Fernandinho doesn't play, like there's a good chance they won't win. You know, that's a that's a big thing. A little unsung hero there. Yeah, you don't realize how important he is. Yeah, until, until he's not there. Yeah. Um, I, how, tell me what you think about this. So last year as well, I was speaking to one of my many group chats, speaking in one of those about soccer. I was talking about Ryan Giggs and Leroy Sané. So I don't think you would have seen Giggs at his absolute peak, would you? No. <clears throat> well, he was he was a disgrace. He was incredible, yeah. But you've also seen Sané close to his peak. So I said, or asked the question, if you were to be playing right back, who would you rather play against? Would you rather play against Giggs um, at United at his peak or Sané? at City at his peak and City's peak I'm probably going Sané you'd rather play against Sané one because I've obviously not seen a lot of gigs in his prime I've seen the highlights Mm -hmm. but I was also young when I was seeing him play at all and then towards the end of his career he kind of changed up how he played completely yeah Um, but with Sané also on that Man City team exactly that's the it's 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 different even though that Man United team was a powerhouse back then mm-hmm. this Man City team now I think would just be terrifying yeah. to defend against I, I, I agree with you I don't think you answered the question exactly how I phrased it but I would rather play against Giggs at his peak um, when is it Man United because he will like twist me inside and out put me in a spin cycle but we'll lose the game too now maybe three because that's kind of what the team that they were, they'll just beat you. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the City team, on a bad day, like, it could be 10, 
could be 20. You know what I mean? And he's just going to keep running at you and I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of all that stuff. So yeah, I'd have to go that way. Just pin back, never touching the ball. God, I've got no time for it. But I think it was uh, the last team they played in Champions League. I think they had 17% possession. Oh, sorry, 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 no, no, sorry. That's disrespectful. They had 19% possession. I took 2% off. I'm the sorry. Kickoffs? Pardon? For the kickoffs? Must have been, I guess. <laughs> you know, that's that's a tough night. That is a real, real tough night. So as well with that, you've got all the players that you like and teams that you know, and you clearly watched quite a bit of the game. If you could add one player to our team right now, who would you pick? Like one we're talking right now, not just for a season, like to add for a prolonged period of time, who would you add? I think the obvious choice would be Carlos Vela, but... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're currently talking outside the MLS. Oh, outside the MLS. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about if you, you can still You can still say it, oh. but I just thought I'd open up a few more plays to you. I mean, I'm probably taking Mbappe or Sancho. Or Sancho? You went Sancho. You think those two are the same level? No. Mbappe is definitely above, but Sancho is also, like, add him to the team now and play with him for the next 10 years. But you play on the left, he plays on the left. I'll sit on the bench and watch him play. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, I think I'd go with Mbappe as well, actually. Obviously, we've got good strikers here, but Mbappe, he's... He's he's next in, isn't he? He's so, the one. So who's winning the straight out, Mbappe or Douglas? Or, or me, of course. Ooh. Ooh. Let's not talk about you. After I'm, I'm in there. After I'm, I'm in yesterday. this race. I'm in the race. So just so people know, yesterday Corey Baird had the same experience that I had a couple of weeks earlier where Douglas Martinez, is it Douglas, what's his surname? Is it Martinez? Martinez. Douglas Martinez. He just, we have to do these straight outs every Tuesday equivalent. And Corey said, oh, I'm going to try and race him. I'm going to try and race him. <laughs> you didn't even know I was trying to race him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was. So you start going and you think, oh, I'm doing well there. Then all of a sudden you realize that he's just getting a little bit, f- he just gets just further and further you're, away. You're done accelerating. And yeah, and he's, and he's still going. So you kind of have to pull up and just try and pretend that you were never racing him. <laughs> and I said it happened to me. I told Corey, but he wanted all the smoke. So he tried it and now he's been put in his place. So welcome to the scrap pile, my friend. It's welcome, good to be here. Good welcome to, be here. to the rejects. <laughs> Hey, can we talk music for a second? Let's do it. Because obviously, like, I'm technically supposed to talk about music because I created the agenda myself, yet okay. still I don't do it. <clears throat> so you have a group of friends who constantly talk music. Is that true? Maybach Music. Is that what you call yourself? That's, that's, that's just the name of the group chat. <laughs> that's so disappointing. Just, I might have to cancel this segment based, just purely based on that title. Oh, it's a good chat. It's a good chat. All right. Well, within your chat, how many people are in it? Four people. Name them. Name them. Me, Sam Werner, Bryce Marion, Trevor Hyman. What's the sound in there? What do you guys like, or do you not like all the same things? It's fairly similar. Trevor's goes harder on like some EDM stuff, Ooh. and some like more like Travis Scott kind of rap. Okay. Versus, I'm probably a little slower in like the rap I like, more like R and B kind of thing. Okay. I think Bryce is probably similar to me there. Okay. So, who are your favorite artists within the group then? Favorite artists. Big Skizzy Mars guy. Oh my gosh, this is all I ever hear, by the way. Right? Oh, Skizzy Mars is the best. Skizzy Mars, um, Skizzy Mars. Recently, there's this guy named Healy. Okay. Who just came out with an album that can't remember off the top of my tongue, but that's like what I've had on replay recently. Okay. Reckless, best song on that album. Okay. And then after that, it's Golden. So that those are your favorite artists. Those are right? the, those are the three right now that I've been playing like all the time. Well, how about just going beyond that then? Who are you who are you listening to? Just regardless, who it hasn't released something just now, but you listen hasn't to whenever. Ah, uh, chance. 
Chance yeah, I guy. go back to Acid Rap all the time. Really? Not loving his new stuff as Ooh. much, but Acid Rap Ooh. is. Why is that? Why are you not loving it? It's just. It's just I don't, I don't know. It's not. I'm not liking the vibe of it. And Acid Rap for me, like, I want it just to be a new Acid Rap, and it was different than that. <laughs> so I've, I've heard some people critical of his most recent album because of the fact that, like, he's always just singing about just being happy with his wife, which is crazy to me. Like, you can't be happy and be with your wife and create music. <laughs> So you one of those people no, trying to no, wreck no, no, his no. wreck his marriage? Not nothing wrong with what he's singing about. I'm talking about just like the feel of the song as you like. Go on. Let's I'm just saying I feel like the vibe, like the beat. It's too positive. You want something negative? Someone no, crying no, into the oh, mic? No, no, oh no, no. So what then? I like I like songs that make me feel happy, but his songs don't don't necessarily do that for me. Really? What? Uh, who would you say like? In the sound that you go for, who would you say the best artists are? Not like the ones which are popping now, like you say Skizzy Mars or whatever. Like who's the best? Who's top of the tree? Because within, say, the things like hip-hop, I can easily say J. Cole and Jay-Z yeah. and all that. Like who is that for you? I'm thinking Black, Pink Sweats, Post Malone. Those are the three. Those are, those are three big ones. Is Post Malone pop though? Uh, he's getting closer to- towards it, I think. All right. That's like, a, that was a trick question, actually. What is pop? popular so that's it just if it's popular and it's pop i feel like that's like the definition of like pop music whatever like yeah this is the most popular thing is at that moment so why do we like why, yeah why do we hate pop why do we run from pop because everyone wants to be like oh i don't like the popular stuff i like my cool underground music. by everyone you sound like you're talking about yourself no 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 i'm pretty sure you're talking about yourself oh, i like skizzy mars i like healy all these skizzy people which no one's ever heard of before You've heard of Skizzy Mars. Yeah, because you keep telling me about Skizzy Mars. I post black. Mm, I would say... Also, post- most of the stuff I think on the radio, like in regards to hip hop, just isn't like... Go on. That... Come on, come on. That's come just on. not what I like. Right. Like, okay. I like it like a little like a little slower. <laughs> a little slower beat. That, oh, all right. I'm glad you said beat in the end because that would be a lovely little sound bite to just take away from it. I just, I just like it slower. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with what you're saying there, because like, your sounds all right. Like, Black's good, Post Malone's good, all that stuff. They are, but they are massive. And I wonder what it's like for them if, say, Black is kind, start off kind of underground, but if everybody likes your music, you do technically become pop. Yeah. But imagine calling someone that was once underground a pop artist, even though they've never changed their sound. Like that to me is like hell on earth it's weird yeah I'd, I'd hate that like they were trying to be something different yeah and that got popular and then now that's the mainstream <sighs> gosh we're in, a, we're in a funny place we're in a very funny place and speaking of funny places how about that for a segue <laughs> I've got one here this is a real serious conversation I want to have with you this is the last serious thing let me, let me just check let me check my notes this is the last serious thing I'm going to talk about today with you mm-hmm. yeah so being someone who represents younger society right now I want to talk to you about social media and sports. Yeah? Okay. So from back in my day, not that my day was like a million years ago, like social media wasn't really that big. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But now, do you think you can have success without being having a presence on social media? Yes. Why and how? Because I think the most important thing is what you're doing on the field. Is it? I, I do. Why? Because that's what you're getting paid for. That's, in the end, what your fans want you. Your fans? Are you talking about club fans? Are you talking about fans? Your club fans. Okay, so to put it into perspective, we get 20,000 fans for our home games. We might have 
50,000 fans, like true fans all around the world. But then if you're on social media, you might get followed by 100,000 people. And they're not all going to be the 50,000 fans mm -hmm. that support RSO. So is it football fans that are more important now or is it online fans? I think it depends on the image you want. Because I think there's guys that can do a lot on social media and create a pretty cool profile where mm -hmm. it's very interesting for fans and then they can end up promoting other stuff and end up furthering just their like celebrity status through that. Mm -hmm. But I think in just straight up terms of soccer, you don't need social media. Yet still you have an open social media account. I do, because I need that blue check mark. The <laughs> hunt for the blue check. The amount of times that blue check's been offered to me, and I'm like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. But I ask, I, I, I want to talk about this just because, like, I have a private account, but I'm very much in the minority. I have no issue with fans, but I don't want to have a brand. I just want to just like be myself, and I feel like from when you go on there. There's so many people, for example, who have like managed accounts and things like this. And I don't know, it's weird. Like sponsors might only sp sponsor you if you've got this following because yeah. they have to use you for this. But like, if you're brilliant at your job or whatever, like why can't that just be enough to just have your face on a on some thing? Like why must you do this? Depends what the sponsor wants. If the sponsor's looking for a professional athlete that's also big into like dancing or like... Mm -hmm because that also goes with their product I don't know then... man there was a there's a player a very very famous player in England who plays for a team that plays in blue um, he's been there coming up to 10 years I'm not going to name his name but he's very good and he's not gold he's not bronze but he's David anyway I won't say what his <laughs> name is and I think he's had to change his like uh, footwear supplier because he wasn't posting enough on social media. I've I've heard the same rumor. So like, he's arguably the greatest player that's ever played for that team. Mm -hmm. But someone's not going to supply him boots because he's not posting enough. Whereas there are other people who will be nowhere near as great as him, who will get whatever they want because throughout the day they constantly like just just an advertising tool for this company and i don't know if i like isn't that isn't that what a sponsor is though at your advertising tool for them yeah but what happened before social media was no one wearing any boots yeah, the game changed yeah, well that's the, the problem. way all marketing has changed with social media and like ads that pop up on your facebook on your twitter youtube which is why i was hinting at can you be successful without social media you can be successful as a soccer player yes but not really successful as like a professional as, as like the celebrity aspect of it, it'll hurt you. But at what your actual job is, case in point, this person you're talking about. I reckon there'll be more people who will get an opportunity for something, whether it's on the field or off the field, because of the fact they have an open account and they have following. And I think that's wrong, in my opinion. But then I sound like a grumpy old man, <laughs> but so do a lot of other people within my generation because we grew up in a time where that was not the case where if you were good, you were good because of what you did on the field. But now nobody's really, say someone could have half a million followers, but most of them might never have seen the person play, but they'll see their highlights, they'll appear on social media, they'll see all the stuff that they're doing, and they're entertaining, and I don't know if I fully believe in that, but I'm, my generation is social media gives fans a cool way to get a lot of insight into people they like's life. But it's not even real, though. Yes, but... That's what they think. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like Jesse surely people Lingard. can't people Jesse can't Lingard. think it. I've I follow Jesse Lingard because I think his social media is incredibly entertaining. Yeah. I think the post he has is some really funny stuff, some really cool stuff. He goes to cool places. Mm-hmm. And I know he's gotten some stick because now he's got this whole following and he's doing a lot on social media, but he's not performing on the field. Mm. So I think that goes back to that's what's most important. But the following remains with him regardless of what he's doing on the field, which is not the problem because the stuff that he does, like I had a real epiphany of this last year. I thought, oh, I hate the way he's doing this, I hate the way he's doing that. But then I looked and he was inspiring a lot of younger people to, you know, to do more positive things, whether it's doing a dance challenge or whatever. And he's actually affecting those people's lives. And mm. it's not for me to follow him because that's not what I'm interested in. So I thought, well, why am I looking at this getting annoyed when it's just the internet and I can just stop looking at it and allow him to do what he's doing and then just yeah. carry on with his life. And I thought, ah, that's, that's pretty fair. Like, I thought, oh, I can't even hate anymore. Like, just good. It also on. depends on who your audience is. Because his audience could not be trying to reach Natum. It's to reach yeah. 12-year-old boys and girls that yeah, are good. all about the new social media crazes yeah like if, if if i suppose to be honest the the bigger picture is the fact that not just soccer or whatever it's the fact that the world has changed to a point where social media is far more important than it once ever was yes almost to the point where it's more important than reality and you're either with it or you're not but for me i'm choosing to not go with it because when i'm done i don't want to have to change anything about my life i wasn't blue tick before i don't need a blue tick when i'm done i can just well, obviously, you, you, some people like you rely on the blue tick for everything. <laughs> everything. But for me, like, I'm just not with it. I don't. I don't want the brand. I, I want to be. I want people. When people meet me, I want them to know what I'm like. If I do any media, I want them to know what I'm like. But in terms of like my actual life, life. If you don't know me, like, it's fine. It's the same then, way other relationships work. Know me. Well, yeah, pretty much in the non in a non harsh way. It's not like I'm yeah. trying to withhold stuff, but. I like being able to post pictures on social media of my kids to people who've seen my kids in real life before. You get, you get what I mean? Because yeah. that's that's what I'm about. Like you're trying to show friends. Yeah. You're not which was the, you don't know. Which was the original con- concept yes. of things like social media. But that's none of my business. So uh, let's have some fun, Koya. I've got a few questions to ask you. Let's do it. And then a few little chill out ones at the end. Um... <clears throat> I was going to call it Would You Rather, but when I was planning the show, I turned out it realized that it was like only half Would You Rathers. So I'll start you off with one now. Right. Messi, Ronaldo. Yeah? Ronaldo. I've not asked the question yet. I've already answered. You've got to pick one to play at the back. Ronaldo. Why? Physical presence. Physical presence. You and, and like, I don't think the way they read the game is that different. And I think if I've got Messi as in my back line, I'm... I'm worried about just any sort of like physical battle. But but you're not worried about that with Ronaldo. Oh no, the toughest guy going. Give me give me Ronaldo at center back. He's winning headers for days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's interesting you say that. But then obviously you're fake because you're a diehard Ronaldo guy anyway. So you're always going to pick him first. There, there's going to be a bias, but yes. There's probably. 10 minutes of clips of Ronaldo defending his entire career, but you're saying he's going to win headers and do this. Oh, yeah. Very confident there. All right, cool. Right, so here's one for you then to play on your ego a little bit because everyone has ego, especially players. You deny it, but it's there. Would you rather score every game, in every game for a season, basically like Joseph Martinez times two, and never win or never score for the whole season and win the league? I'd rather win the league. Pardon? Win the league. 
Okay, well, how about the fact that in reality now, that kind of defines your future because you as an attacker will always be judged on stats. Yes. So I'm going to allow you the opportunity to rethink that, that answer or are you going to stick with it? I think scoring every game, obviously better for my career, but I think the joy and just like camaraderie of a team winning together and that is just, that's why you play to win games. I don't think, like, I'm one of those guys who's, yeah, I want to play pretty soccer when we can, but when it comes down to it, I don't care if I have to just boot the ball at the field and don't touch it for the entire game and just sprint around defending. Okay. If that's what gets the win so, in the end of the game, that's what gets the win. So if I was to just find a headline for this uh, piece, I would say that Corey Baird doesn't enjoy scoring. Yes. Okay. I enjoy winning. <laughs> oh, good comeback. Good comeback. I'll give you that. So you're in your second year of your career. You've not hit the jackpot just yet. And you were a student two years ago. If somehow $1 million was to fall in your lap right now, what would you do with it? I think first buy would be the worst idea, but I need it. I'd buy uh, the new Audi e-tron. What? It's their new electric. Yeah, no, I know what it is, uh, but like what? What's oh, going on? Oh, it's amazing. I just, I love that car so much. Okay. I've probably looked at YouTube videos of that car for like five oh, hours. Oh, you're young hours. like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. And then... I'd probably try and buy a house here in Utah, and then the rest of the money is going to be invested slash saved with advice from my mother. So, okay, okay. Shout out to uh, Corey Bear's mother. Shout out to Mama Bear. Yeah, shame you already spent the money on the e-tron, but sure, whatever. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Like you, you've kind of showed that you're a little bit older. In a little your, bit. just a little bit, not too much. <laughs> just just a little That's bit. I a little bit, that little kid. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. Uh, so well, your career's been quite short so far. Ah, oh, yes. Yes, I've just, had a, I've just had a thought. I forgot to ask you a question before, and this is a big question. When I wrote this down, I felt like the king of like questions when I asked this. So it is linked to the fact that you've had a short career so far. Do you think you've made it? No. Why? Um, I've yet to play any competitive games with the national team. I feel like... I feel like I'm never going to actually feel like I've made it, made it, because... Every time I've like reached something, mm-hmm. I'm competitive enough where it's like, all right, I want that now. But do you see yourself as being a professional soccer player? Like, are you there? Yes, because I've. This is my job now. This so is so you career. believe you've made it. In terms of becoming a professional soccer player, yes. Okay. Was Am she- I content with where I'm at? No. Yeah, the one of the made it question isn't necessarily about your goals yeah it's about are you there like are you set now is this going to be your career path barring injury for the next 10 years i think so yes that's 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 um that's interesting that it's very Why? interesting just while well, we've skipped sections now we're going back and forth but this is a good chat just because you've only been playing a very short period of time so ordinarily most people wouldn't feel that they've made it but you've played consistently for two years and now you play for the national team and you've gotten Rookie of the Year. So it's almost like it's accelerated. The goals that you've achieved are something which would take someone usually five, ten years. But still, the time is there. It's such a small time. And mm-hmm. even to put it into perspective, <clears throat> this same question asked to somebody back in England could be an 18-year-old who's earning a million pounds a year but is nowhere near the first team. Like, when have they made it? Like, when are you really set? 
Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm set by any means. I just think it's like, as a kid, I grew up wanting to play soccer professionally. I wanted that to be my job. Mm-hmm. And I think I've gotten to a point where I can fairly confidently say, unless an injury happens, I will be playing soccer. If you were 18, 19, and went through the same two-year progression that you've just done, would you feel the same way, do you think? Probably not. So the age comes into it, you reckon? I think so. Hmm, interesting. I think if I was that young, I'd... Well, then why is it... So, like... But why, though? Why? It's the same thing, but just a different number. Yeah, but if I was that young, I just feel like I'd just be like an idiot and there's like still so much room for like no, I feel like listen, I'm a lot more mature yeah. now than I was back then you're still an idiot yeah but, but I'm way less of an idiot okay so, this, so it's not about the games you've played or the call-ups that you've had or the awards that you've won it's more so about the fact you've done those and you're 23 yes interesting very interesting um, so in the two years that you've been playing you could get the chance to redo a moment as in to do it differently or to relive a moment and to do it again, which which moments would you pick? I would probably relive our playoff game against LFC, which is the way that game went, the environment there. That was probably one of the coolest games or the coolest game I've ever played in. Mm-hmm. If I could redo a moment, I'd probably redo... Let's go with... Uh, my my debut with the national team because go, oh. go, going into that game, uh, incredibly nervous and forgot my boot to the hotel, <laughs> and so that just added <laughs> so much stress onto me. And I was wearing a brand new pair of cleats that I'd only the ones I tried out I'd only been wearing for like a week, so it was like a new model. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I gonna be okay? I was trying to like play cool. Not let everyone know how stressed I was. Mm-hmm. Do I go ask the kid guy, hey, can we go back to the hotel because it was only five minutes away? No, don't let them see that you're, like, freaking out. <laughs> that's fun. That's that's a fun story. I, For me, I would redo a spell where I was at Man City and Roberto Mancini was, was coach. And the way that the team bus was, I had to sit near the front of the bus. And we'd stay in a hotel before every game. And his thing was, which I didn't realize at the time, his phones had to be away as soon as you left the hotel to get on the bus. Didn't know that. No one ever told us. But I was at the front, and I happened to be sitting on a slight, on an angle from him. And he'd always be looking at me. Always be looking at me. It was weird. I don't know what's going on here. And I'd be on my phone texting people to let them know whether I was playing or not, or where to get the tickets from. Mm-hmm. I did this consistently for three months. And then for some reason, that three months, I wasn't really playing much. Kind of getting left out a lot. Didn't really know what's going on. And then at the end of the season, the last game, I get left out again. And then his manager's assistant came over and says, "Oh, could could you put your phone away? The manager hates it when you ha- when you have your phone out on the side there." He told me three months three months after um, after it basically just ended my whole existence there. So You're I think so. I'd like to redo that moment, and even if it was going to be the end, like having that knowledge to know that's what it was. Firstly, I know I could get under his skin; that'd be nice. But then I probably wouldn't do it, even just to be respectful, you know. Mm-hmm. But no one was there to help me, so that's how it was. And to relive a moment, when I was at QPR and we were in the playoff final against Derby County, to um, we were down to 10 men. We basically got killed the whole game. Like, the whole game, we were getting smashed. But late in the game, 
Junior Hoylet won a ball back from somebody, put a cross into the box, which Richard Keogh miscued, and Bobby Zamora slammed one into the top corner. I was on the halfway line, had the perfect view of the goal. And all the fans in that half of the, of the stadium were our fans. So I've watched, so you're just looking at I the watched entire 30, thing. it's like perfectly framed. I was in the exact position to see everything. And that moment there in a game which we probably didn't deserve to win, that energy, oh, Corey, my friend. See, I'm talking about the energy at LIFC. <laughs> oh, no, listen, that I enjoyed that game as well. I really did. But that game was perfect just because the framing of it. Like even I messed up and that's why the guy got sent off because I, I think I made a bad pass. So I had, I had guilt like all over me because like, I've messed up, I've ruined the game. Mm-hmm. I was playing well before then, but I thought I've ruined the game for this guy that got sent off, ruined the game for the team. But then to feel that moment where my friend wins the ball, my other friend scores a goal, and it's in that half to see everyone there. Like if I turn around slightly, everybody's got their heads in their hands. But all I could see was like thirty. There's two different pictures depending on where. Completely you different, and I had the perfect view of it. That was incredible. Um, yeah. So those were some interesting moments you said there. But the real big question, which people want to know from you is what would your fantasy five-a-side team be? Obviously, mine is the greatest of all time, but what is yours to come in second? Yeah, so we did have this talk probably a few months back. Yeah. Changed my team up a little bit, not much. Oh, right, we, okay. got a, we got a new keeper. Okay. We've switched out De Gea, we put in Neuer. Why? Because Neuer's nice with his feet, and my keeper's going to need to play out. Okay, so you don't think De Gea can do that? I think he can, but I think Neuer's better. Okay. And then... Starting from the back, Ramos. Big Sergio, yeah? Big Sergio. Do you think he'll finish the game or will he be sent off? Um, depends on how long the game is. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we got Pogba, Ronaldo, and Messi. Pogba, Ronaldo, Messi. Pogba, Ronaldo, Messi, Noya. Ramos. And Ramos. Pogba, Ronaldo, Messi. That's not bad, you know. I'll be honest, that's not bad. You have some physical prowess in that team. Yeah, it's not bad. Sauciness. It's not as good as mine, but it's not bad. I think the people will like it. But you're going to be the first person to field this question now. All right. So that's a great team. But now, with the tools that you have available to you, as in players that you have in the MLS, pick a five-side team in the MLS to go up against that. Obviously, I think it's going to be weighted one way. But who, who puts up the best showing in that? All right, and goal... I think I'm going to go with Sean Johnson, New okay. York City. And then let's go with, we got Ibra and Vela on this team. Okay. And then Alexander Ring and and Nato Manu is my center back. Get me out of there. I'm not playing in that game. I'll tell you that for a fact. <laughs> I'm not playing in the game. Pick somebody else. All right. True center back. Not that you need one. I, I would like a center back in my team. I'm going to go with Aaron Long. Okay. And why is that? Because I feel like in a five-a-side team, you need someone that's going to be holding down the back, organizing it, and just like body on the line, won't do anything to stop shots because there's going to be a lot of shots. <laughs> that's going to be a lot of shots, my friend. Yeah, that's not too bad. I've, I've snuck out an MLS All-Star team from you there, so thank you for that. How do you want to do this? Do you want to talk like true music recommendations now or do you want to talk about something which has been bugging me for a while? Let's talk about what's bugging you. Okay, let's talk about speed. All right, let's talk. Okay. So there's this horrible narrative that's been going around on the internet 
which you always seem to trigger about how you're really fast and you're just quicker than me. I'm pretty fast, you're right. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. But are you quicker than me? Yes. How? I run faster. Prove it. Do we have any any possible way of measuring top speeds or anything? <sighs> Is there anything that could possibly exist there's, which we there's use? There's nothing I can think of at this moment. Okay, well, men lie, women lie, you lie, but the numbers every single week do not lie. When we do sprints on a Tuesday, where are you? Um, just like usually kind of tight, so I'm just kind of cruising, doing my. Where best are you? I'm on the field. <laughs> on the field. If we were to post the top five, top five fastest recorded speeds this season, barring Douglas because he's a sprinter, do you appear in any of the five? Yes. You sure about that? Yes. You sure about that? I'm sure. Okay, cool. Just for the listeners, by the time this podcast is out, I would probably sent out on Instagram multiple times so that we can see whether Corey is lying or telling the truth because the man with the numbers is going to be handing them over to me in the next All few right. days. All right? And if it turns out that you're not in the top five... I'll give you a public apology. Thank you. So if anyone sees Corey with a public apology, just know that's where it's come from. Standing outside Rio Tinto with a... Sorry, <laughs> yeah. oh, which, which road would you be standing on? State Street. What's the one just off State Street? 9,000. No, there's a new, is there a new name? Is there a new one? Not that I know of. All right, okay, cool. But anyway, you shouldn't even be concerned. You, so, you sh- Why are you so bothered about beating me in a race, which you can't do anyway, when I'm 32, nearly 33 years of age? Oh, because it gets under your skin. And it's, oh, does it? Yeah. It does. The fact Listen, that you've just brought it up confirms that. It's just it's because just, just I find it hilarious, because if I was your age and I couldn't be a guy that age, it'd be, you, it'd be me as a youngster thinking about retirement instead of the old guy that's planning on retiring very soon. And Usain Bolt's still winning races. He He's was, what? He was still winning races, like 35. Usain Bolt's not thirty-five. Not right now, he's not. How old do you think he is? He's like forty. Usain Bolt. Yeah. <sighs> See, this is, this is. I think Usain Bolt could be the same age as me, if not younger. For all good questions, we go to Google. Yeah, I'm sure Google's got the answer to this. Come on, my friend, because I'm pretty sure he's not. Uh, he's not that old. Usain Bolt. He's thirty-three years old. Right, so he's the same age as me. So he's not run at thirty-five yet, beating anybody. Is that right? That is correct. I stand corrected. Okay, so I can if you that. want to apologize now to begin with, I mean, if I lost the race to him, listen, the only yeah, that's same age. Listen, the only person, the only person that's running pretty quickly for an old age is Justin Gatlin, and you know, uh, there's a few stories behind him, <laughs> so I'm not gonna say too much. But um, here's a special feature, anyway. So this person that I'm about to call is my cousin. In the future, he will be a co-host once I've made it out of America. And he thinks that he knows a bit about music. He, he does. We have regular chats about it, loads of debates, and he thinks he has got something to offer to the people. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to call him now, yeah? Yeah. Right? Bear with Oh, hello, hello, Yudi. This is uh, this is Nadam here from the Kickback Podcast with uh, Nadam Anuha. I think you might know me. <laughs> hello, Nadam from hey. the Kickback Podcast. Hey, how you doing? I am good, thank you. How are you, sir? Yeah, very good, very good. So Corey is sitting across from me, Corey Baird, America's Next Hope, Captain America, all that stuff, you know. And he's got some music which he's going to suggest now for the listeners. And I want you to come in with something shortly after, yeah. All right, I'm with you. All right, Corey, let's go, my friend. All right. Three songs I got. Skizzy Mars. 
Have you heard of Skizzy Mars before? I have not heard of Skizzy Mars. Didn't think so. Didn't think so. Oh. Corey, next one. Well, the name of the song is Skiz Again. Skiz Again. Okay. Is this going to... Ah, yeah, we'll put this on the playlist, yeah. We'll put we this got, on the playlist. We got Heartbreak Drugs by Golden. Okay. Interesting. And then Healy Reckless. All right. You did, did you get any of that? Like, that, that is... I don't even know what language some of that was. Because <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's, it's coming from Corey, it's probably nonsense, but I'll give it a listen because we have to be fair. We have to be fair, and that's the right thing to do. So what have you got for us? What have I got? Okay. So I will kick us off with... I'll go with Tidra Moses. Tidra Moses? Cabin Tidra Moses. Oh right, so we're going old school, are we? Yeah. Oh, this is this is fresh. This is last last week. Oh right, okay, yeah. Yeah, we've come some new stuff. Okay. Um, and then I will go with. Uh, I... It's almost as if you haven't had time to prepare for this moment. Like I didn't tell you I was going to no. call. <laughs> exactly, it's all a surprise. Right. Okay. Um, and then I will go with. I'm just trying to pick exactly which oh, one okay. we'll Alicia Alicia Keys. okay yeah Alicia Keys featuring Miguel Give Me Love mm-hmm. or Show Me Love rather sorry mm-hmm. and you got um, one more for us then the third track I'm going to go with is Tory Lanez featuring Freddo Two Cups alright okay well I'll add those to the playlist which I will leave a link for within the pod and also the fans oh not the fans the listeners because not everybody that listens is a fan we've got to be fair Got to be fair. They will let me know if those picks are any good and if you're allowed on the show again. Yeah? That's that's fair enough. Okay, so if I don't call you next week, just then keep the music to I'll yourself. Speak to you next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But good speech, man. And I'll speak to you again the next time. Yeah. Eh? Okay, bye. Yeah, so cool. I'm going to add your stuff then to the playlist, right. which the fans can get at through a link which will appear with the podcast. I'm looking at producer Ryan. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it up somehow. Um, but yeah, cool. That's that's been a lot of fun. We've spoken for a long time, which is usually a good sign. And I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for um, thank you for coming in. Obviously, you're one of those younger generation that requires social media. So, would you like to leave your handle at Coreyberry23 Instagram? That's all that I really care about. So, so you're not on Twitter? Oh, I am why on do you Twitter. tell them your burner account on uh, on Twitter? How about no, that one? They don't need to know that one. Right. Okay. 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 We'll leave that then. But yeah, thanks for coming in. Thanks also to producer Ryan. And uh, for the guys at Mountain Air Studios, Draper, Utah, for letting me use the space yet again. And most of all, thank you to the listeners, whether you're first time or, you know, you've been with me throughout the whole thing. Please feel free to leave a voice memo at digital at rsl.com. And generally just write to Corey, tell him what you think about him and uh, I'll speak to you next time. Thanks for having me.